Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Hey there, Marketeers. Your ears are just about to be graced by Danielle Gray, one of my favorite speakers and now one of my favorite people to talk to. She's going to go over her Let's Talk Race sessions from June and how they inspired her new program, Safe Space. She also goes over her new side venture, Unoya, which is a CBD lifestyle brand. I really hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed talking to her. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me, Danielle. For those of our listeners who don't know, Danielle Gray is known as the content whisperer, but I will let her give her own introduction. So thanks for having me. I, I've been trying to figure out who I am lately. Uh, Haven't so, we all? <laughs> right, exactly. It's been an interesting time. But yeah, so mostly in, in how I really started my AEC career, I was first in an online marketing strategist and doing proposals for a design build firm. But I fell in love with content marketing. So I started speaking about it, started my own business, fast forward to now. I talk about content, but I was realizing that a lot of people were connecting with me for more than just content marketing. I was trying to figure out why my audience liked me, which is a very interesting (laughs) space to be in. Because it's not just content marketing, because there's a lot of people that were in there that weren't even content marketers or, or even dealt with it. So I was like, what is it about me? So I asked a lot of people and it was vulnerability, it was authenticity, and it was just the ability to really be myself. So I moved into doing the Less Talk Race, which recently I've been really known for as well, along with Content Whisper. So I've just segued there and starting safe space, but there's a lot of ways we can go into it. <laughs> but I'm Danielle Gray, a human that's trying to figure it out just like everybody else and love what I do and trying to be as authentic and as real as possible. So that's who I am in a nutshell. Well, I can say from not necessarily meeting you, but the first time mm-hmm. I saw you was PRC when you were a keynote. Oh, yes. That, I think, I was trying to figure out as you were saying that, what exactly it was that that made me like you so much and want to keep listening. Uh And I do think you sort of nailed it on the head. You're very authentic. And I think a lot of people can see themselves in you. Mm. I know that when I was sitting there, I was like, finally there's someone my age on the stage right like i'd never seen a female close enough to my age on the stage so there is that and then i remember you answered a question to a lady that had to have been like in her late 50s and it was one of those questions that she didn't actually want an answer to Mm. um it was sort of like an airing of grievances and the way you handled it was just so kind 
<laughs> like it could have gone so many different ways. And I was just sitting there waiting to see, you know, what, what would happen kind of. Right. And right. you just addressed it so politely. And I was just there like, that was so perfect. I could have never done that. <laughs> and I, you know what? I wish I could remember even what that was. And one, I appreciate that. I did not see anybody like me either. I remember what pushed me to do some speaking. I was still at my first firm, my first job, and I kept on seeing these people I just couldn't connect with. And I was like, this is just, I don't believe you. You're talking at me. I'm here. I'm bored. And I was like, you know what? I never want to create anything like that. And so I will say I have some background with my father because he's a speaker. So I had a little bit in the blood (laughs) that I was able to put that together for speaking with because he's just natural at it. But he also taught me a lot about how you tell stories and Mm -hmm. certain things. And overall, especially in the AEC industry, I didn't see anybody like me. And I was okay with that because I was just like, I know all of these people are bored just like me. Now, this doesn't mean <laughs> all of the speakers are boring. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it needed... I There's a like need. Something. Yeah, it needed something, some energy. And I was really grateful for the people that gave me a shot because they were definitely looking at me like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't have a long track record, but people seem to like her. So I was grateful for that experience and all of the, the ones I had, especially with SMPS. Yeah, when you showed your dad on one of the Let's Talk race mm-hmm. sessions, yeah, I was like, oh, this makes sense. This makes yeah. so much sense. <laughs> you know how many people told me that? They're like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's definitely your dad. He knows how to, and I learned from him, how to speak very clearly and mm-hmm. simply because that's how we really need to communicate. People want to make things so complex to make them feel better about themselves right and that's really not how you communicate you just be clear and honest (laughs) and so it's without the ego in there and I'm definitely a daddy's girl and he's really taught me a lot about being not just a a speaker but a business owner and a person so he's awesome (laughs) well I bet the same thing could be said for just about anything especially writing Mm -hmm. you know people can smell the crap you know yeah Exactly. (laughs) And that's that's why I got into content marketing, because it's all really, honestly, the same mission. Right. The mission for myself, even with everything that I do, is to remind people that we're human. Yeah. And remembering that we're not robots, remembering that we're connected and what it feels like to talk to a human being without a phone. It's pretty unpopular for our age group, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, look at, I'm an Instagram person. I wake up and look at the scroll and all yeah. those things. But I think I've had enough experiences, especially through speaking, realizing and just going through all the SMPS chapters and speaking to those, realizing that I just had a lot more in common with people that I did not think I would have in common with, if that makes sense. I was like, yeah, wow. I'm more than just a quote-unquote black woman in AEC. I'm a human, and people are picking up on that. And that was like, whoa, this is not about who I am or where I come from. It's that we have all the same desires of acceptance, of love, of feeling failure, of all those things. And that's what put me on the course that I'm on now with Safe Space, because I'm like, oh, we're 
oh, we're all human, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So that's actually a perfect segue. Do you want to talk a little bit about Safe Space and explain yeah. where it came from, what it is? Sure. So Safe Space actually started, or I should say ignited by the Let's Talk Race conversations. Courtney of C. Kearney Consulting, she and I had a discussion about George Floyd and it was probably one of those situations where I don't know if she recognized how much I was impacted by things. Because right. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm usually pretty chipper. I, I choose to be happy the best that I can. Mm-hmm. But that day, I was just, I was hurting. I couldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> it didn't even have anything to do with her. It was like, I, I just don't want to talk to anybody. Right. So we, we had a discussion and she kind of pushed the issue. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's talk about this because I don't want to do it, but I think it's important because I knew that she genuinely wanted to know and genuinely wanted to understand. So we start talking right during that conversation. We decide, hey, let's do this. Let's bring this conversation to everyone. Did four weeks in the month of June. And At the end, I was so exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted. I couldn't do any work. I was just heavy. I was so heavy that month. And it really put me in not the best of mental spaces. But that was where everybody was going to. They wanted to talk about race. And I was like, how do I, how do I save myself, (laughs) you know, mentally and emotionally while also helping others? Because Although people wanted me to keep on talking about it, I chose for myself and for my well-being and mental health that I could not talk about that anymore. That's just a hard part and a sad reality that you just can't get out of. And it's not something that can be fixed tomorrow. It doesn't mean that I'm not thoughtful about it, but you know. So going through this process and I'm like, it was basically, I think the last discussion And there were several people that came in and spoke and said, you know what, I'm not happy about this. I'm actually looking for another job. People don't value me. And I I heard all these words that was very human-like in this professional culture that is usually very robotic and all those things. And it was such an open forum. And I was like, man, I think that with people being in their homes now, Zooming and their dogs going by and their babies crying and we need to create a space that lives in both the professional and personal world. And Mm -hmm. that's what I was doing is creating this safe space for people to talk about personal growth, but also professional development inside of one space. You know, we can talk about, Hey, you don't have to take that from your boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You Choose to, if you, you want to make a difference, you can, but not only that is your mindset, right? You know, are you acting like a victim, (laughs) which is what I did, a master versus victim mentality webinar. And it's, that's really what this whole safe space is about is I've been seeing enough people, especially in the AEC industry, that I can pick up on some things that I realize people are seeing out of me, which again is that human element, while also just making sure that they are in their best spot as well. So it really came from a mental health thing for me. And it, it's honestly been a piece of healing for me so that I can create a safe space for myself, <laughs> you know, right. um, in this environment, because it was such a great area of race 
that I knew that there were so many more topics that there's so so much gray area that we just don't talk about in the professional world. We just leave it to self-care books and watch Oprah and all of those things, which is great. But what if we could create a special one right in between? So that's what I was trying to do there. That's awesome. Thank there you. is definitely a gap between what we see as being acceptable at work versus mm-hmm. being acceptable at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, I mean, that's probably why there's such a huge divide too, is because no one is talking about the things that actually affect their day-to-day life. So this is awesome. Thank you. And people really lose their mind at work. You know, they don't, they can lose their family because they're so caught up in work and and Mm -hmm. all those things. So it's like, how can we coexist? And I think that we can because we're proving it now. We're in our homes working. (laughs) So it's a new environment and there's no way to tell when this is going to stop or is this the new normal? And I honestly don't think it could possibly go back to how it was before because people are really realizing, wow, you can really get work done if you're at home. Yeah. (laughs) It's a new world. And I'm excited about the opportunity to talk to people, do one-on-ones, because I did a one-on-one yesterday where she's just like, I'm just trying to figure out my way. I just want to talk to you. And I realized there's a lot of people that just wanted to talk to me. I was like, oh, okay then let's do it, you know, because COVID really impacted my well-being. A lot of the speaking gigs that I was doing, they, <laughs> they vanished and nobody was trying to do content marketing, that's for sure, during a pandemic and adding that as a new thing. So I really had to recreate myself and I'm happy that people are receiving it well. How great that it's pushed you in this direction. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Even the hard times, they all yeah. are part of the master plan. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. what does the safe space consist of? Is it a few lessons altogether? Yeah, great question. So there's two sides of safe space. There's safe space for individuals and then safe space for firms. Because I was really trying to figure out what the need was. I think there's is twofold. One, for the individuals, it's webinars, it's virtual courses. Mm -hmm. So uh, for the first one, we're doing unstuck, which is helpful because a lot of people feel stuck right now. They don't know where to go. How will my career grow? How do I grow? All of those things. So it's called unstuck for that reason. And we talk about releasing things that don't serve us. That goes for tasks at work, but it also goes for thoughts that we have that aren't serving us. So there's a whole course on that and how we get unstuck. And then we're doing webinars, virtual courses, and then one-on-ones is the individual. So people can sign up to talk for an hour with me and we just kind of go through whatever they'd like to. Then on the other side is safe space for firms, which I realize, especially in the AEC industry, as much as diversity is important and inclusion is important, it's not very diverse in this industry. Uh, Not yet. I think it takes time. You have to really be thoughtful about it and it's a hard thing to do long-term. Yeah. It's a long-term plan. So I was coming from a place of, you know, what? there's a lot of leadership that may want another opinion <laughs> that mm-hmm. is, that's not so singular and from one perspective, uh, which is usually a straight white man's perspective. So mm-hmm. perhaps I can help with that. So moderating and being a 
place that people can ask safe space questions like hey are we doing this right should we have done this should we have had a conversation about this you know those kind of things that they can really come to and talk to from someone with a little bit different perspective and don't have to ask their only black person at their firm what they should do um so right it doesn't feel good either <laughs> no right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's exhausting yeah it's like really just i don't do diversity i do content marketing so this is that this is weird so it's really to be a safe space for leadership to figure out where to go, but also doing safe space audits to figure out, hey, do we provide a safe space? I go through your marketing and are your pictures diverse? Does it feel like a safe space? Are you coming across as a safe space? And even moderating some discussions. So a company did say, hey, I want to have a good discussion with my team, but I don't necessarily want to lead it. I'm a little scared to, I don't want to say the wrong things, that kind of thing. I'm happy to be a moderator for that as well and do as much as I can virtually to help with that process. So it's twofold with individuals and firms and just doing my best to make sure that people feel comfortable about talking about things that need to be talked about. Yeah. You know what it kind of makes me think of is, you know, in television series where everything is is moving normal pace and then everyone else pauses right yeah mm-hmm. and then there's just that one person talking to the camera uh-huh it kind of <laughs> it kind of feels like that you know just from what yeah. i'm hearing yeah you know, that's a really great way to look at that that's that's probably pretty much dead on actually <laughs> how do you have the capacity to take mm. all of this on Oh, that's, that's a good question. I really take a lot of time to love on myself. I know sometimes self-love can sound really fluffy, but it's true and it's real. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't love myself, I have no capacity to love anyone else. And I also make decisions based off the amount of love that I have for myself. For example, if I'm being disrespected and I love myself a lot, I'm not going to take it. And I'm also not going to take a position that doesn't serve me, even if Mm -hmm. it may not be the best financial situation or whatever. I'm still going to come from a place of valuing myself and loving myself. So I meditate every morning. I go for a run every morning. I think through things. And that's when a lot of the safe space stuff comes to me. Another piece of this that is probably very important. My dad's a speaker. My mom's actually a psychologist. So, oh, Danielle, I know, right? This is your destiny. Exactly. And so it's like this weird collection of the both of them that I didn't even realize until this moment is that, you know, my minor was psychology. Marketing is basically to me a lot about psychology and understanding and getting them to do what you want them to do. So I think that growing up with that and her telling me how important it is to express myself and I want to change the world, yeah. you know, and I know that seems big to some people, but changing the world is very small. It yeah. can start very small. You know, there's been people that have talked to me and said, since I've heard you, let's say for the less talk race, you changed everything how I thought about this, yeah. you know? And so that's my mission. I want to impact the world in the best way and really give people another way to look at a person <laughs> that looks like me, <laughs> right. that has 
diversities as me and maybe even give another person a chance as well. My dad says, I was asking him, I was like, should I get into diversity training? It seems like it's a big thing right now. I could probably get some good gigs. Mm -hmm. And he said, Danielle, you know, you could, but you do diversity training every time you get out there. And I said, whoa, I never thought about that. Is that just by me being out there, me being who I am, if you don't have a box for me before, you now have to create one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, wow, that's, that's deep. So let me just focus on my mission, focus on making a difference. And that's really, truly like, Keelan, that's in my heart. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's genuine. And I can't shake that. And I won't shake that. And that's why I have to. It's, it's not even like, oh, I, you know, I'd like to do this. It's like, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I, my soul needs to make a change. And I think the same way you're creating this podcast, it's like, I don't have an option. I have yeah. to create something, you know? I have to do something because we do need your voice in this industry. It's necessary. And so it's like things like that, that you just follow your heart and just go for it. So I know I got on the soapbox for a bit. <laughs> That's like my thing, you know, to try. You, yeah. you know, people think that they don't have power and they do. Everybody has power. A lot of the best things that have happened to me, I mm -hmm. can't exactly point to why. Yeah. Or like why I want to do it or what sort of prompted it. And it kind of sounds like, well, this has all been very intentional on your part. Mm -hmm. There is also an element of, not being totally able to put your finger on a moment where you said, okay, this is happening. Right, right. It was just but, sort of like a progression of things that you can't not. Exactly. And I think just really paying attention and being mindful throughout my whole experience. Because if I wasn't paying attention to the fact that there was some reason why at the end of my Confessions of a Content Whisper, People were coming up to me trying to figure out your energy was just so mm. amazing. That's what these are the things that they were saying. They weren't talking about the content. They were talking about my authenticity, my energy, and how fun that was. And so I was like, this is not about content. Right. <laughs> you know, it's about it, connection. It, exactly. It's about human connection and it reminding them that they have a pulse and that they have a heart. Yeah, uh, especially in, in a professional environment. I know so many times I walk into these SMPS events and I think they're ready to be very professional. I'm like, nope, not happening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> quote unquote, whatever that professional thing is, you know. But yeah, it was mindfulness and really paying attention to what people were saying and getting me to this moment. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be so specific on how I'm doing it now and recognizing that, oh, this is a real need because I've met a hundred AEC marketers that feel exactly the same way as I do. So I knew it was the audience for it and it, it sparked it and I'm just trying things out. Are you still doing the content marketing or are you just solely focused on safe space at the moment? I am more than happy and willing to do content marketing, but I realize that it doesn't seem to be a true need, let's say yet in AEC. Right. I think we have a long way to go. And I think I was pretty early on, which is fun because now I'm known as the content whisperer. When everybody's ready, we can talk about it. <laughs>
But I think where a lot of my work and passion has been going right back to my mission, which is reminding people that they're human, that they have power. So I've actually been putting a lot of that energy that I was putting into content marketing for my own content marketing, which is my CBD company that I own with my partner. And it's called Yanoya, which people are like, what the heck is a Yanoya? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yanoya means beautiful thinking. And so the idea of that is what we call ourselves, we're a CBD lifestyle brand focused on how CBD assists with mental health, mindfulness, and self-care. Because again, those are my values. Those are my partner's values. We believe in that. And we also know that I could use a level of calm that's natural and holistic, especially during those Let's Talk Grace. I had CBD every time I had those conversations because it's just, it gets so intense and emotional. So that's kind of where my energy that started with content marketing has been going toward is creating this brand that I fell in love with is my passion project and it's awesome. (laughs) And has that been going on for a while now? And you guys just, it sounds like you guys just rebranded. Yeah. So we started and it was more so I was assisting with some marketing here and there because my partner Brandy is her name. She really was interested in getting into CBD and so, you know, it was, it was more so her project at first, but I was like, well, let me just help design some stuff. Cause I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hate seeing bad marketing. So yeah. I was like, let me just help. And it turned into a real project. People were really buying into it. And the crazy thing is, is that my first job I was in, I worked there for six years, but I did a leadership class uh, with this guy, uh, well, with a, a lot of people, but there was specifically this one guy back in probably like 2013, 2014. And we reconnected earlier this year. And he said, Oh, I can manufacture that for you. And I was what? like, Oh, here's when, you know, having engineering friends is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> now he has his own engineering company. And he was like, No, I know how to do all this stuff you should be focused on the marketing. So we actually partnered up and he's now a part of ownership for us. And he and his right-hand man um, are helping completely do the manufacturing side. Well, now I could just focus on that. So again, everything happens for a reason. You just, the steps are there. We just got to pay attention to it. Uh, Because we were doing it for, like I said, for like maybe two years or two years now, but it was very small scale. Because what I did know is, I could market the crap out of it, but we wouldn't be able to keep up with demand. <laughs> There's no yeah. way. I didn't, like, I don't know how to do that. You know, we, we're going to a, a kitchen and making this honey. CBD honey is where we started. Trying mm-hmm. to do uh, the CBD honey and mixing it. And I was like, this is not, this is not for me. I am not in production. <laughs> I am, you know, not trying to be, you know, ridiculous. But I was like, this is not what I'm going to do. So, yeah, that's how we got into it and it just really it started getting bigger and bigger and we've been getting covered by some pretty big magazines you know it's probably the relaunch was this past june and it's really revved up insanely it looks so cool danielle you did a really good job thank you i designed the logo the packaging the website i did everything especially for someone i'm like i'm not a graphic designer which my friends are like well i think we can probably not say that anymore but I'm like I don't want to do that it takes me too long yeah (laughs) 
but you know you just want to you know what you want to look like so sometimes you just got to do it yeah yeah agreed (laughs) my husband has his own company and when we started dating i was like this logo man i know this has to go (laughs) it's like let me just let me just the let me just just yes okay now i'm part of the company and part of the brand and here we go oh that's awesome what would you suggest to someone who is just starting out their career in AEC? Hmm. I would say listen and learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of acronyms, so try to write those down the most you can. <laughs> <laughs> really focus on how you're a part of the bigger picture. Sometimes with AEC, there's so many people's hands in things that your input feels like it can get lost. So I think it's just really focusing on the projects, the people that you're impacting. Don't forget about that either, because these buildings are going to someone. Hospitals, water treatment facilities, these are all helping our world. So just try to remember that I'm going to go more of the human route for sure, because it's not going to be easy as far as communication. Make sure you speak everyone else's language while also infusing your own. I've learned that if you speak your own way and not try to conform a little bit, your message will be lost. So that's really where Confessions of a Content Whisperer came from, is speaking to people so so that your message can get across, not about how you want to speak to people, if that makes sense. But yeah, that's pretty much it. And stay true to who you are. And if you feel disrespected, know that there's another place for that and speak up for yourself. That's what I would say to someone just entering. It's a mad world out here in AEC. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. And do you have any mentors or career guides that you look up to? Yeah. So the first person that had me thinking about speaking was Ann Hanley. She is a B2B speaker. Marketing Props is her company. But she speaks at like Content World, all these huge conferences with hundreds of thousands of people, which I don't know when the next time we'll see one of those. But she has a book called Everybody Writes, and it really introduced me to content marketing overall. So she's a big, I would say, because I don't talk to her, so (laughs) I can't say that she's like my direct mentor, but someone I look to. So at least I can visualize what I want out of the world. And then I would say my dad is a huge piece as well. We're very similar in how we are. So the things that he's kind of picked up on along the way, he's like, okay, Danielle, don't do it like that because you can be a little aggressive there or don't do, you know, like, (laughs) he's like, because I know I have the same problem. He's really, really great. And I would also say my late grandfather, he lived with me. My, My parents got divorced when I was six. So he moved in with my mom and I when I was like in first or second grade. Uh, So he was the person that was very instrumental in the day-to-day when I was living with my mom or because I lived mostly with her. And he taught me about how to speak. He would always correct me, which I hated. But he has made me a a very good speaker, a good writer. He always forced me to do proofreading, which I thought was such a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's done and it's perfect. (laughs) He, he was a big instrumental person in my life as well, just forming me in small ways as well, picking me up from basketball practice, talking me through a lot of those things. So 
Oh, yeah, those cool. three are my three big ones for me. Awesome. Well, there you have it, Marketeers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the AEC Marketeer. And an extra special thank you to Danielle Gray for sitting down and talking to me about Safe Space, about her new lifestyle brand, Unoya, and about just everything human. It's so appreciated and so needed right now. Next week, I bring in Dacia Coffee to talk about public relations in the AEC industry, where we are, where we could be, where we should be, all the things. If you don't want to miss that episode, or any episode for that matter, feel free to subscribe to this podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Chat soon.